Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and, you know, I don't know. Like, as Bill Shakespeare would say, all the world's a stage, and all the men are players, and uh, the number one player in this this year play, my number one, Commander Eric. How are you, sir? Hey, name that play. Do I have to? All the world's a stage. Name that play. Come on, do it. Do you, do, do you want me to say Hamlet? That's it's not from Hamlet. Do you do you want me to say The Tempest, Twelfth Night? It's not. I, it's not any of those. It's late, and I'm so tired. I can't think straight. As you like it. Okay, there we go. As you like it. <laughs> yes. Do you like it? Do you like being here, Commander Eric? <laughs> I do like being here. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. By the way, okay, so everyone in listener land, I want to like just share a funny, I think it's a funny, personally. So um, I want to like totally spoil some news from, um, you know, our our lodge meeting rambles. But um, I got this text um, earlier in the week from our dear commander. And um, he's like, got a new computer. And the way that he announced it was, you know, sending like a little picture, of course. And, you know, the computer is very nice, by the way, Eric. I would like to, to point that out. I'll let you brag about your, your new uh, computer here in a second. But the thing that I think is pr- particularly funny and amusing of that photo is the fact that, and why not? Like, if you had one, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? But he has a bust of, I think it was Picard that was on the desk, and he kept his headphones on Picard's bust. That's and yeah, that's that was their resting place. I, I loved it so much. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish I had a bust of something that I could put my. I wear earbuds, not headphones, but you know. Yeah. So so that that bust is a three D printed. Yeah. Uh, Picard head. Um, it's it's above me now. I moved it. Cause I got this fancy new computer with this giant monitor and this better camera. And so it's got more field of vision than my old one does for those of you that are possibly watching this and not just listening uh-huh. to it. Right. So I, I've got this, you know, display behind me. Right. Right. right? So, do, so does chase. I, Chase's is pretty, pretty awesome by the way. Um, but yeah, so I put the head above me. But that was actually um, a birthday gift from my fiance. She got that for me, and she got it like at least two weeks before my birthday. She actually like bought it, and she was like, "I want to tell you what I got you for your birthday so bad." Like I'm bad, I'm terrible at keeping these things like secret to myself, and I really want. To, I was like, "I don't want to know." La 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 la. I'm not listening. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then on my birthday she gave it to me and I was like that is the coolest gift ever <laughs> Eric both our women are like that I don't I don't know if you knew that about my wife but she's gotten a lot better by the way but she's she's like that too where she wants to like like I just want to give you your you. gift yeah give your gift I can't just put it under the tree in a box and sit no. there for two weeks <laughs> no no, not 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 at all. <laughs> oh man. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Usually, that's where I put my my big headphones. They're right over right over Picard's head. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Well, if anyone wants to get get the captain a you know a bust for Christmas, you know, you can send it to Lone Star Station, and I'll I'll be happy to utilize it. By the way, are you sure you want a captain? Yeah, I mean Riker's a captain. Yes, Riker is a captain. <laughs> <laughs> in the current timeline of Star Trek, uh, that was like a that was like a like a, a a little a mix, right? Right of like Shatner speak and Talin, <laughs> which I, I'm not mad about at all. <laughs> oh man! Well, besides besides a a new computer, uh, what's been happening in your world, dude? Uh, I mean. Since last week, I mean, yeah, we we both got new computers. Raquel got one because she's going back to to school, so okay, she cool. needed one. You know, she's online classes, um, so she needed a new computer for that. And she was looking, so I was like, I'm gonna get one too because my my laptop. I think I got it in like 2014 or something like that. So I was like, ah, probably time for an upgrade. Probably, dude. <laughs> Probably. So Probably. Yeah, I, we both got new computers. Um, you know, I decided I'll just get the desktop. Maybe I'll buy an iPad later or something. Okay, look at you, man. I was like, ah, yeah. Maybe I'll buy a Surface Surface tablet, right? Yeah. Because um, I'm not a big fan of Apple products. Me either. I was just having this conversation. I, I mean, I've repeatedly had this conversation, but... Um, you know, like people are so territorial about like their tech, man. Like, I mean, Apple users, like they're like almost like sycophants when it comes to, to like, you don't have an Apple product. Oh, my head's going to explode. Right, right. Filler, filler, filler. <laughs> <laughs> and then Apple users are like, there's no one more stubborn than an Android user who won't switch. So this is the, the exact same story that. Um, I, I seem to share every single time. I'm, I might have like shared some variant of this with you um, at one point, but um, you know, after after we graduated um, college and um, whatnot, I went to uh, the Centennial J Boy Scout Jamboree in Virginia, um, and um, I'd always wanted to work for the Boy Scouts. Um, I mean, I wanted to. I thought I wanted to like stay like in like the Michigan area, like maybe like Flynn or Detroit or Ann Arbor or something like that. Like, I didn't really care. Um, but, um, I, I ended up having uh, dinner with some Texans, uh, one night in the sub camp that I was working in, um, as a staff member. Um, and they're like, well, we're actually, um, we're actually looking to hire a DE, uh, for our council. Do you want us to talk to our council exec? You know our, our our executive director. For those of you that don't know Boy Scout speak, that's okay. Um, he's 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 working here. He's actually across the field. I can make an introduction. I'm like, okay, cool. And this is also the first uh, jamboree that had internet, and I knew that ahead of time. And I had my laptop for some reason with me. Mm. So I had um, I think I either had the morning off or I had the afternoon off at Jambo. So I'm back in my camp, um, 
this is this is going nowhere real quick anyways long story short i got hired um well just fast forward i get hired as, as, a, as a district executive for the buffalo trail council um out in uh middle of nowhere texas and i thought we were like the it was like the coolest thing since sliced bread like i thought i was hot stuff dude like i had a blackberry for my work oh blackberry man (laughs) i was like those were the shiznit back then boy you ain't lying i was like (laughs) i have arrived i have arrived because like i mean i still had like a flip phone and like only like executives right like like really i mean to me to me, like only like the executives and like the big wig business people had like blackberries. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I I mean, I thought I had arrived. So I wanna say it was about six months or so later that um somewhere along the way we'd picked up um iPhones. We had all upgraded. There was like a, a technology grant that we got. And uh, we were told like we didn't need personal phones because we can make personal calls with our work phones. Cool. Policy change, by the way. So I was no longer allowed to make personal calls on my work phone. So I literally, quite literally, I had my my personal cell on my left pocket and my work cell in my right pocket. <laughs> and Eric, Eric, my personal cell was an Android and my work phone was the iPhone 4. Okay. So I, I had both <laughs> products <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Nice. And I will say this every single time: Android is way better than iPhone, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I way prefer the Android. But I will say this: for the people that are yelling into their car speakers right now, or their, you know, computer speakers, whatever, however they're listening to this thing, I think it also has to do like with the ecosystem that you have um, at your home, your office too, like. I am just so used to PC, like, like, and being able to customize the heck out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and like Androids, they just naturally just roll and like sync and do all the things so much easier. Like, I mean, like downloading iTunes, holy crap. Like it, it's like so slow and clunky, like on a PC and I'm like, so like that's already not like doing a good job of like making me want an Apple product. So um that was a long story. I don't know. I don't know why I told That you. was a long story. But you know what? It's fine. This is the lodge meeting. We do what we do. That's right. Yeah. So Android the, the point of the whole story is that Androids are better than Apple products. So we Yes. Can... Yes, they are. <clears throat> and if you don't like that opinion, you can always tweet Eric about it. Yeah, that's right. Hate tweet Eric. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. At not Eric on Twitter. We can't we can't say that anymore. <laughs> we can't say that anymore. Oh, you can't say that anymore, right? Because that's a spam account, right? Oh sh- or a, or a uh, bot account. <laughs> um yeah. That's 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 what we'll call it, Eric. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Totally. Oh man. We should pay for that blue check mark. We can come with eight dollars between the three of us, right? <laughs> we can get our we can get the TRTV pod account. It's an official blue check mark now. Yes, That's right. we've arrived. We've arrived. <laughs> we got we got ourselves a BlackBerry finally as a as a podcast. This podcast has an official BlackBerry and we have an official blue check mark. Let's go. 
Let's go. Mic Let's drop. Go, <laughs> no, don't drop this microphone. <laughs> no, no, don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been a wild week. Um, it's just been, it's been uh, seemingly nonstop since like, gosh, what's that been? Like Sunday or something like that? Um, like Tuesday was just crazy, like with classes and stuff, like doing that. And then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, um, I traveled. Um, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for a total of 23 hours. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, very, very quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. And um, and with that, um, I, I presented at a conference um, Thursday morning. And um, so, yeah, I was watching um, Prodigy from my hotel room Thursday morning. Nice. And uh, yeah, while I was getting ready to go present, down, like here I am watching cartoons. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like seven o'clock in the morning. Hey, I mean, I've been getting up to watch this at like six, six thirty. It's like I feel like a kid again, waking up early to watch cartoons. <laughs> we were basically up at the same time, right? Like I was watching at seven Eastern, and you're watching it at six Central. So yeah, we were, hey man. Hey man. Yeah, could have live tweeted it as we were watching it together. Oh, <laughs> we sure could have, but we didn't. But we didn't. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it was it was a wild ride. Like I, I presented this morning uh, with my research team that I'm part of, and um, went upstairs, finished packing, came back downstairs, and uh, we went and looked at. Uh, we were on uh, what's I think it's called like Mount Washington, which is like this very like scenic uh, spot in Pittsburgh, and like you can see like. Uh, like where the the pirates play, where the Steelers play, you can see the three points. Like where like the um, was it the Ohio, the um, Allegheny, and I forget the other river. The Monongahela. Thank you. All come together. Yeah, it was it was a weird sounding one, dude. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for saving my tongue that exercise. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. You're that. welcome. Yeah, welcome. yeah. Anyway, so there we go. There we go. And um, yeah, I got home and I had like all of like 20 minutes to like kind of well, maybe like an hour to chill. And then I went and had a client and here I am talking to you. Good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else or do we need to just move right along? Let's get to it. Let's get after. All right. Let's go ahead and talk Trek. All right, everyone. So this is your red alert as we go into spoilerific territory as we talk about Star Trek Prodigy Season 1, Episode 13, All the World's a Stage. Bill Shakespeare sure would be proud of that episode title, I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, Shakespeare titled episodes. I mean, I just, I mean, off the top of my head, Conscious of the King by any other name, There is a Tide, um, Where Pleasant Fountains Lie, 
Right, we just I didn't even know that, but we discovered that last season. Um, okay, I'm sure there's more. I'm just not thinking of them. Well, in General Chang, I mean, he he <laughs> his fair bit of Shakespeare. In the yeah, Klingon. Klingon. I mean, in the original Klingon, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I was just thinking of episode titles, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this um, this particular episode. Uh, we have uh, we have a, a fair bit of fun going on, um, depending on how you want to slice it, I suppose. And um, you know, much like last time, Eric, um, you know, this particular episode, we're we're starting off uh, wanting to, I guess, continue a fair bit of good, like you know, doing like our our goodwill missions is essentially. Where we continue to to to, to occupy our, our headspace as as a proto star crew. Yeah, but even before, I mean, even before that, we open we open on Janeway this time again. The episode, right? So we open on on the the Dauntless with Janeway, mm-hmm. and the Diviner has woken up. He's still delirious, but. But, you know, Janeway is talking to him. It's like, what? And he's like, still, I guess, lost his mind from from looking into Zero right. and seeing him. And so he's just like, it was stolen. It was stolen. The disaster, the intrusion. And he's just making no sense. And But Janeway still thinks he's like a victim of something at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, Have you seen this man? And she shows him a picture of Chakotay. He's like, yes, yes, he was a prisoner. He was taken. And then Janeway is convinced that like whoever has the protostar now is like the person who like did something to Chakotay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, we we were kind of speculating this other piece when it came to um, the episode Asylum with uh, Barnes Frex. Um, like, are we or aren't we going to see this dude again? And um, sure enough, like we pick up a signal um, of some kind shows that. Um, escape pod from the destroyed uh, relay station was launched by by Frex and let's go trap the or trap let's go track the warp signature and and find the dude so there we go yeah <clears throat> and um, anyway so that that does you know bring us back to to the protostar crew uh, with Dal and company and uh, we have um, uh, we have a start date, start date six one two nine six point nine, which I know um, Eric and I were briefly talking about um, just before the show um, started um, this time, and um, we've been tracking. We're, we're going to continue to actively track the start dates. Um, last last um, week's episode, we had uh, we had the start date of six one two eight four point three, which equates to April first, twenty three eighty five, and now we're just ahead five days. So it's been five days um, inside the show. Uh, we're start date six one two nine six point nine corresponds with April sixth. So that's that's where we're at at this point. Yeah, um, we. I mean, this is the this is the day after first contact. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is like in in terms of chronology. This is the day after the attack on on Mars, right? That precipitates Star Trek Picard starting. Yeah. The day after. 
Mm-hmm. That's an interesting, interesting. I don't know connection. Maybe it's not. There's nothing. This show is not going to relate to that. I'm just saying, thinking about those two things at the that and this happening at the same time is interesting. Yeah, because it kind of tells you, hey, where's Janeway during the whole like attack on Mars thing and during the whole you know synthetic shipbuilding, right? Does she have any voice in what was going on? The answer is, I think no. The thing that I'm just, um, and I'm, I'm probably going to get like a really, like a, a not so kind face from Eric on this, but the thing that like is just increasingly causing me to think that this is not like the quote unquote prime timeline is just everything that's happening. Like I just feel like we're in a in a multiverse right now with 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 Prodigy. Okay. And there's like these very subtle cues, okay? Like just very subtle cues. And I think for people that have enjoyed like JJ Trek like with 2009 Star Trek and also like the older fans that have enjoyed, you know, things like next generation in voyager um we know that okay look we got we have um lower decks right to early 2380s and those uniforms i'm gonna go back to the uniforms because uniforms are important regardless of how crazy and how many there are right now okay there's a lot there are so many uniforms right now and the reason I'm going to go back to this is there's a couple nods to why like this multiverse theory is kind of going on for me or something is when you watch something like all good things end game um, trying to think of like another one or two um, anyway like say again I was going to say something like Future Imperfect. They use the same type of uniforms, but that's yeah. just like a, that's not real. That was like constructed for Riker. So, right. So here's the thing. Like we have like some like uh, lower decks kind of hybrid TNG kind of uniforms kind of going on. Right. But we also have like that alternate future Delta that's going on too. So we have that, but we also have at the same time, we have like this special protostar, like all white uniform with like division trim on the shoulders. So there's, there's that. And the other thing too, and, and I, and I'm probably looking too much into this dude, but, um, I want to say it's like, is it early on or is it towards the middle or end? I can't remember. But there's a point when the um, the protostar is like going near a planet and it's like kind of like zooming past something and you get like some very subtle cues, very subtle cues, like with like some of the chords and just like the light motifs um, from the Star Trek 2009 music. Hmm. So are we dealing with like an alternate like TNG Voyager kind of future, right? Where would they have like that the first iteration of like the split Delta Combadge? 
with like the old school uniforms because like part of me is like wondering if there's like something about like time that's kind of coming unraveled which is essentially what um what david and i were um discussing with like the star trek coda series which you can see in my bookshelf if you're watching this thing um i mean i might be reading too much into this that's okay that's what i do but that's that's just where i'm at right now i mean that would be such a subtle hint like the 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 music motif in in one part of the opening because i'm sure most people would are not even paying attention to that you know me though i know but i'm thinking if if they're trying to like you know lay some subtle hints i'm not sure that's the route they would go but you know i have no idea um I've said one thing. I'm, conf- I'm I was always confused about where this was in the timeline, and I honestly don't think 2384 is enough time or 2385 is enough time into the future. I know it's seven years after, you know, Voyager got home after Endgame, but that honestly doesn't feel like enough time because it it just looks like the the Diviner has been looking like first of all he had to have the Protostar right. So he could put this this living construct on it. That's right. Then he had to lose the protostar. Then he had to go look for it, and it just feels like he's been looking for it for a long time. So just seven years just doesn't seem like enough time has passed. And uh, I mean, we're we're gonna see some like features that the protostar can do that we were previously unaware of. Um, a little bit later on in this episode. Um, but keeping that in mind, even if it has been six, seven, eight years, right? Let's just say six, seven, eight years, whatever. You're right. That's a lo- that's that's a short amount of time for the tech and the user interfaces of stuff to drastically change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Let's just look at something as stupid, simple as a phaser, okay? Like, when you look at 15 years, okay? Like, let's look at the phaser in Next Gen, where we have, like, the Dust Buster, right? We have a Dust Buster phaser. Yes, we do. And by the time we get to Nemesis, we have, um, I think it's, like, affectionately called the Cobra, the Cobra phaser. It's more, you know, like snake-like. It's more just like slender and curved and just more sexy looking. Mm-hmm. 15 years. I mean, that doesn't maybe seem like it's that long, but that is kind of a long time for like even like the handle of something to change. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. like for an entire ship, an entire ship, right, to be... Uh, in some ways, in a lot of ways, vastly different from like other ships like Voyager, like, you know, any of the Enterprises, like the Defiant, you know, uh, it's just, it's wildly different. Wildly it is. Different. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll find out eventually. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, we're speculating. All, will, all right. will be revealed. Will it though? <laughs> 
I mean, that was the tagline on BSG. All will be revealed. <laughs> and it re- really wasn't there yeah. either. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, this is something I, I want to kind of nitpick a little bit. So coming back to the crew, right? Like, um, Dal's giving his captain's log. Like, one minute, we were full of hope to join Starfleet. Then, poof, that dream is dead. I mean, it's not dead, is it? No, it's not dead. But like, that's what was driving me bonkers. Is like a week ago, at the very end of the episode, brother man's like, "We're gonna get there." It might take a little bit longer. We're gonna get there. And now, mm. brother man's like starting off like the dream is dead. Yeah, what happened in five days. I don't know. It seems strange. I didn't even pick up on that, but. The dream is not dead. No. It's just delayed. Delayed gratification, my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to stop. I need to stop. Like, Otherwise, we're never going to get this episode done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's... I mean, we pick up a distress call. We're going to a planet. There's some spatial distortion around it. Mm-hmm. Right? But they got a distress call, so... You know, we're going we're gonna to be the good guys here. We're going to be Starfleet. We're going to do our best to help people along the way because that's what we should do. And Mm -hmm. that's what we want to do. So we're going to this planet. And, you know, Rock Talk's going to stay behind to look after Murph. And Jankum's like, maybe I should stay behind too. Nope, you're coming. Yeah, and we beam down. And we get attacked by people with a phaser. Mm -hmm. Like, what? What? And then... We meet them, and they're wearing like Captain almost tunics, almost Starfleet uniforms, almost Starfleet uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> my and we meet him. Was, my name is James T, and this is Sue Lou. <laughs> <laughs> we are so glad to have you here. This is Starflight. <laughs> Starflight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so we 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 hear you know Janeway's monitoring some of this stuff right and um you know I thought we were supposed to keep our ship away from from Starfleet so why am I looking at it that's impossible right while James D Kirk and Sulu are Starfleet legends there hasn't been a ship in this in these parts for a, a, over a century great and okay this is this is gonna come probably come up later with me but um did you did you get any like galaxy quest vibes with this yeah a little bit (laughs) (laughs) you are our last hope (laughs) please save us (laughs) i swear like i remember them saying something like um uh, oh my gosh! Um, quick, go back and watch the historical videos. Or I swear, I, I heard them say they that. said, "Check the law. Let's sh- check. Let's show them the logs." Is what That's, they said. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> no, but these people, James T. and Sue Lou, <laughs> let us take you back to the Enterprise. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. 
live logs and proper. <laughs> and uh, we and, and so we we go we get to this place and we're the, these these logs right. It's oh my god! Even before we get to that, they are practicing Kirk Fu. <laughs> As we're walking in here, like, y'all, they're literally practicing. I'm sorry. I laughed so hard when I saw this. And the one guy got hit by him, did the, like, the chop. And, and the guy was like, yeah, good. Was the practicing on each other. Oh, man. Was, that, was the giant statue supposed to be Cochrane? I think it's supposed to be the Ensign. The Ensign? Yeah. As a stand in for for Cochrane. Well, well, I mean, I think we'll 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 talk about the Ensign when they reveal his name. I don't want to talk about him just yet, but we should talk about him when we get to that. Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> but we meet we meet who else we meet? Scott E and Hoor Yeah, we meet um Bones, bo- Doctor Bonds or Bonds, Boone, yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh man. Like these people aren't Starfleet. Like they're just they're just they just have suits and they're just pretending. And Dal's like, um, want, bro, duh, bro. Like cool it on that, right? Because like we're not really Starfleet. We just yeah. have uniforms and are kind of like pretending. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. then they're like, you know, Starfleet came here, and they they saved us, and let's show them the logs about what happened. And then they put on a play. They do. Live logs and proper. <laughs> and, proper. <laughs> and there was Sprock. Sport? Sprock, Sprock, I think. Is what Sprock, was. yeah. Oh man! And they play the logs, and the log is basically a, like a recreation of a, a bridge scene where they, the end of the Enterprise, presumably shows up at a planet, and uh, they they can't help it because it would violate the Prime Directive. But you know, we know in good conscience, captains have ignored it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we need a miracle worker. But it's not Scotty who goes down; it's some Ensign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is and, and apparently he gets left behind, or they think he's dead, or I don't know why the en- Enterprise would leave and not try to bring this Ensign back with them. I thought this was funny. I am Ensign of Starflight, Enterprise, bearer of crimson, bravest among us. <laughs> I see what you did there with with the bearer of crimson and being. Being the bravest among us. I see I see you. I see you. Yeah. And then they're like, the gallows has poisoned our land and and we've been told to stay away from it. But it's hurting us and we need someone to help us protect us from the gallows. And Starflight said they would be back. And look, here you are. So they told us the truth. So we need you to help us protect us from the gallows. Mm-hmm. And, and along the way, you know, you get like, I'm jumping a little bit, but along the way, you do get like a little bit of a nod to lower decks, even like with 
you know, what you do with like second contact situations. Yeah, toward the end, it's like, yeah, the rules on second contact are a little fuzzy here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought that was a fun line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's this sickness that's coming to the village and people don't know what to do about it um, mm-hmm. because the gallows is causing it. So, mm, yeah, and we're going to go. Jankum's like, let's, let's leave. And, but they uh, can't leave because Dal Dal gets sick with the get some some, I think it was Huru right, mm-hmm. Maybe, who brought it back and and touched Dal and now Dal has the sickness as well. That's right. So we end up having uh, what was it? Jankum um, Zero stays behind as well. Mm-hmm. So we and they, have... they called up to the ship and they have they have Rock Talk come down as the science officer. Eventually, yeah, like and to bring some some um, some uh, with hazmat suits, not hazmat, just some EV, um, some EV, EV suits. suits. Thank you, yeah, EV suits. Um, so they can start figuring things out, and they wander into the cave where the gallows resides. Mm-hmm. And uh, among the things that we discover is that it's a lot of dilithium, by the way, mm-hmm. Ooh, which that can be. blue dilithium, blue, blue. 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 How many times have I said blue? Blue dilithium. Mm-hmm. Not that reddish orange nonsense. Blue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Slash clear. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Moving on. Um, but then, like, we, we think we're going to see, like, a dragon or a monster or something. It's like no. the glowy the glowy eyes that you thought were from the monster. And they are part of the cells of the Galileo. The Galileo shuttlecraft. Yeah. An old shuttlecraft. Very popular. What the heck is an old shuttlecraft doing here? A mid-23rd century one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, Jankum, which... (laughs) Well, even before... They they do some scans, and they they notice that, like, that the warp core, plasma from the warp core is leaking into the land... Mm-hmm. And it's like it's mixing with the dilithium crystals, and it's causing like the poison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like that's like we've kind of figured out like what's up. Like, hey, if this doesn't, if we don't like somehow fix this like shuttlecraft thing, like either move it out or something, all sorts of even worse things are going to happen like death or big, big explosion type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to, it's going to make everything worse for everyone on this planet. Um, Jankum, um, with his excitement of, of engineering, um, decides that he's the one that needs to fix it because why not? Well, I feel like Jankum's like says he's on a losing streak where there's been a lot of problems recently that he hasn't been able to fix. Like, and you know we'll go back to uh, on Tars Lamora in Immortal Star last season. He was um, he couldn't like f- he couldn't get the gravity back on or fix the the engine, and he had to let Rock Talk do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I I guess he's just he feels like, hey, I'm the engineer here. I'm supposed to be able to do these, and if I can't, then what's the point of me being here? You know, like, I, I know I do pay attention to this show, but, like, the thing that 
is just I think a little fuzzy like uh, just like obviously we had um uh what was it uh, the the time amok episode right with um like the the fast slow fast slow thing and rock talk just learned a lot of math right there's a, a lot, lot of math. math um and i mean yes it was a team effort but ultimately she was the one that had to do some engineering stuff and some sciencing stuff and even after that episode she still did her fair amount of of engineering and told you know jenkin like basically please get out of my way so i can do this so has there i mean like was she pulling double duty was she like trying to become an engineer was she trying to be the science officer like that's I, I feel like lost. i feel like i think she's just trying to be the science officer because when they go to the relay station she's like i'm a scientist right and then she's like how many different sciences are there there are currently 196 field scientific diff different scientific fields whoa <laughs> i got my work cut out for me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i think she just wants to be the science officer but but am I am I remembering it correctly though? Like, didn't she like for like at least an episode or two? Wasn't there like something about like even like I think a moral star? Like whenever they were on Tars Lamore, I could have swore she was also doing something. Yeah, that's when that's when she said Jenkins was trying to fix it, and Rock was Rock Talk was holding the door and like new plan, you fix it, I'll hold the door. That's what Jenkins said. Okay. Okay, well, so we go about <coughs> doing the thing and, um, um, you know, doing stuff with the Galileo. And it's at this point when Jankum is kind of like poking around that he's able to also activate a log mm -hmm. from our Ensign. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's Ensign Garavik who is not a new character, who is a character that we have seen in the history of Star Trek. And I think that, that this is something I, I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, Ensign Garavik comes from an episode of the original series called Obsession, which was, if we go back and you listen to our, our best of Kirk, our essential Kirk, it was on my list, right? This is like, <clears throat> this is Kirk's Ahab, in a sense, episode. Um, where, you know, he's hunting down this smoke monster thing that, you know, attacked the Farragut, the original ship that Kirk was on, and killed the captain of the Farragut, who was Captain Garavik. And so, like, Captain Garavik was Kirk's original mentor, and then Ensign Garavik wanted, or was assigned to the Enterprise under Captain Kirk. And Captain Kirk was like, listen, you'll get no favors from me on this ship just because of who your dad was, because he had to say that. But I think, you know, he wanted to kind of take him under his wing. But, like, clearly he, I don't think in that episode, I don't think Ensign Garavik was ready. Mm -hmm. He was still he was still green. <laughs> but, you know, this is a character, it's, it's like we got a, some character development from him. It was one of the rare instances where we actually, like, an ensign or a red shirt we actually learn something really about them and so it's interesting to see them bring him back here 
Like, I don't like and so that's why I was like, why would. OK, I, he would. OK, he volunteers to go down to the surface. OK, to help this. But like, why did he get left behind? I don't know. I don't understand that. That seems like something Kirk wouldn't do for anybody, let alone the son of his former captain and mentor. Right. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it is a good point, you know. Um, I don't know, but here he is turning up and um, gives us some stuff to really think about and consider um, with how other cultures um, experienced um, Starfleet, Starflight, you know, as a result. Um so we in in hearing the log and knowing like that there's like this um plasma poisoning basically um that's taking place um it's like hey we can probably let zero know what's up and maybe zero can start you know synthesizing something and in this like the normal comm system isn't working so of course we use like uh, what they say was it a triband or something like that? Yeah, some they they patch it through the shuttle. Yeah, instead of using just over their com badges. And that, of course, gets the message through to Zero. You know who's trying to you know help Dal and um um Huru, right? No, 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 no. Like yeah, Huru, Huru, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Long Yu, like Huru. Um, and you know, in a jiffy, man, I wish, man, I wish, like, you know, vaccines that had high efficacy could just be synthesized in a moment like that. Like, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I mean, Zero did figure it out pretty quickly, but that's okay. We have time constraints of of a show here. I'm allowing it. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. 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 I'll allow I, it. I mean. If we can figure out like de-evolution is a histamine issue, so in like forty-five minutes, why can't we just do it with uh, with zero, right? That's right. There we go. Um. Anyway, so back home, Dal and their gang, they're fine. Like, there's a cure. Cool. Um. But everyone else, we're still in the cave. We're in the dilithium cave. And when we're like trapped now. Yes, we are. So what do we do? Well, let's let's get rid of the thing. Um, just kidding. We, we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> but we got it. We have to get to these folks um, because we know that they're trapped. And um, like, but Dal's like, I need a crew. I need a crew. But like, where can I get a crew? Like, it's just me. I'm like, well, okay, let's let's use them. Let's use these these Starflight people. These new Endoprisians. Yeah, it, I think it's a really good idea. He's like, are you sure? Jane was like, are she you're ready? They're ready for this. They've been, they've been, this is the moment they've been preparing for, for their entire life. Yes, they are ready for this. And, um, so they're like, they've, they've beamed up, right? They beamed up, um, these folks to the protostar. And this is the part that like goes back to like this, this time thing, right? Like in learning about protostar stuff that we didn't know about previously that apparently... I mean, yes, we knew there's like hollow emitters built in all over the dang thing. Otherwise, how would Janeway get around, right? But we can now change seats and consoles and just stations in general to whatever 
um, you know, skin we want it to be, basically. And and Eric, I, I'm curious about something. Let's let's just let's pause here for a second, knowing that the protostar can take on whatever bridge look we want it to, my dude. Mm-hmm. Which which uh, which which bridge skin would you load? Well, listen, I like. I love the Voyager, yeah, but like do. the bridge is too big, right? It doesn't fit in one camera, right? Because there's like, there's like, if if I'm Janeway and I'm looking out at Tom Paris's back of his head this way, okay, I've got way over here on my right, I've got an engineering station, like way over there toward my ready room, and then way over there on my left, there's some science stations way over there, and it doesn't fit in the whole screen. I mean, honestly, I, I love the bridge of the NX-01. Mm. Like, give me some tiny little submarine bridge with a little situation room in the back. And was like, hey, if you need us, we'll just be in the back talking. <laughs> you can just turn and go, hey, captain, <laughs> come here. <laughs> if you need anything, just meet me at the situation table. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the back. <laughs> It's okay. I don't like sitting in that chair anyway. <laughs> Can someone give me a new chair? I lowered it three inches. Get out. <laughs> it's like a whole new chair. <laughs> oh, man. Man. I'm trying to think, like, what would I pick? I mean, I do like the I do like the, the look and vibe of, of the Defiant. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good looking ship. Um... And I think I think the Enterprise D is probably too obvious of a choice. Um, I don't know. Like I, I I got some love for for the NX01. Like that's a that's a sexy looking bridge. It really is. Yeah. And and for how simple it is, yeah, that's a, that's a sexy looking bridge. So I'd probably use Archer's NX01. Why not? Why not? Okay. So. Yeah, they're like the the new endoprisians. They're they're just all sorts of confused about these terminals. But then, like, hey, let's load it, load the skin, and they know exactly what to do. They know exactly what to do. Yeah. So no, they it, go it's fun, and, and they fly the ship under Dal's leadership, and we we shoot our way into the cave, and we beam everybody out in time before the shuttlecraft falls into like a pit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to slow us down? Yes, I do. Um, you know how we've been making a big to do about how, um, a, a lot of like the, the season finale or near the season finale episodes, um, of late, we've been having the fleet show up like mm-hmm. so much and it's just becoming too much of a thing. Um, the thing that I'm noticing also, and I'm sure you've noticed as well, Eric, is mm-hmm. how much we actually go onto a planet or a space station or a whatever with our ship, with our hero ship. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't remember it happening a lot. No, like, I didn't. I, I mean, what was it? The, the 23s? Is that what it was? Am I, or, 
The 37s? 37s, sorry. The 37s. Like, I know that. We could land the ship. Uh, Captain, I've never landed a ship before. (laughs) It's okay. You got it, Paris. I trust you. Land my ship. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, we got that. Like, I remember it happening, like, you know, like, less than a handful of times. Like, I don't think we ever landed any ship called the Enterprise. Ever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But we the do, only we one do. we did land uh, crashed. <laughs> like crash landing. <laughs> and the Discovery crash landed, too. It's not the Enterprise. No, I know, but we had another ship crash land. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, oh, Voyager crash landed once, too. But it never happened, Eric. Yeah, I got erased, right? Yeah. You're right. Okay, you're right. Um, Yeah, but we are landing the Protostar a lot, aren't we? We sure are. We landed it on Murder Planet, right? We landed mm-hmm. it on Tars Lamora. We landed it inside a Borg cube last week. Boy, did we. <laughs> Boy, did we, Eric. We landed We didn't land it here, but we flew it through the atmosphere. Yep. Man. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 go in and like I'm glad we went in, you know, to do the thing, but at the same time, like um if if I'm the advisor on a ship, like if I'm a seasoned captain and they're like, "Hey, Captain Chase, we want to make a um a hollow advisor of you to go on to some kind of legacy legacy ship for deep space, like deep 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 space operations." Um, so if, if I'm, if I'm a, an advisor to a crew, especially of kids and I'm noticing like these kids are like wanting to take the ship onto planets multiple times. I'd be like, Hey, you know, that 3d printer that we have in, uh, in the cargo bay, <laughs> let's 3d print some shuttlecrafts. Yeah. We've seemed to have forgotten about that thing. Haven't we? Oh Yeah. That was like a big plot point in the first episode and then in time amok, but it seems like we only use it when it's convenient for the plot. Exactly. Let's 3D print some stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can... I don't care what it looks like, right? I don't care if it looks like it's straight out of, like, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, okay? Like, if it looks something <laughs> like that. I don't care what it looks like. Let's. Cr- I don't care if it's the Delta Flyer B, or whatever. <laughs> Let's get some shuttlecraft so we don't have to worry about the integrity of the ship like going into orbit, right? Like shuttlecraft are specifically designed for stuff like that, like space to surface um type missions, right? Especially especially when you can't use your transporters. You don't take the whole dang ship. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I'm right about some things every now and again, dude. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're totally right. Let's 3D print some stuff and call it a day. Okay, so we, we get them out. We beam them out. All is well. And um, we have us some second contact in earnest after the fact. And... Yep. Um, yeah, we go back to the Gallo land and 
Um, I guess we're what, like sealing off the cave, sealing off the cave, so yeah. none of the poison can leak out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And um, I mean, apart from that, like with Murph being sick in this episode or having well, a- is Murph sick? Because like at the end, he's like well, in a, like a cocoon. Exactly. So Murph is evolving. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to like end up being like this like humanoid, like jacked kind of figure, like with a mohawk. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like with him being like quote unquote sick all episode with like Rock Talk and um, Janeway taking care of him, you know, yeah, we get this like reveal like something's going on. Like there's like a, a sploosh on the wall right like the cocoon mm-hmm. of murph mm-hmm. doing something yeah so be interesting to see how long if it's like the next episode when he comes up it's gonna be like murph's in there for a while i yeah yeah what's he gonna evolve into is he gonna turn into like a, a murph murfer fly well, if it was called a chrysalis, I'd say he would come out as a half human, half Mimbari. You don't understand the reference, do you? I don't, but I laughed. It's from that, Babylon 5. Does that count? Do I laugh? Yeah, yeah. For those Babylon 5 fans out there, which should be every true science fiction fan because it's the greatest science fiction show ever made. Not a true science fiction fan. No, um, you are. But like, I'm gonna take my toys and go home. Hey, hey, hey! Do you have HBO Max? I do. Babylon Five is on HBO Max. Okay. Okay. All right. Put it. Add it to the list. It's 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 on the list. <laughs> it actually list. is on the list already. Oh, okay. All right. But we're just doing um we're doing an entire rewatch of um Doctor Who right now. So, like. I mean, just like the reboot has got to be close to like 200 episodes, right? Mm, there's about 10 episodes a season. There's 12 seasons and a number of uh, specials. So, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. 130 ish episodes. Okay. That's a, that's a long watch. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm yeah, watching Classic Goo. My wife is not. Okay. But. All right. Hey, do you have BritBox? <clears throat> Uh, I see the channel on like Amazon Prime, the BritBox Classic channel. Doctor Who is on BritBox. By the I way. mean, I have not. I've never watched a single episode yeah, of Doctor I, Who. I right. I I feel like when the reboot started, it was on Sci Fi Friday Night, and it was on after the Stargates. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I saw like ten minutes or so of a couple of episodes before I turned it off. Right. Because. Mm. Because I think it premiered our freshman year of college. Yeah, it was... Um, the 2005, like the fall of 2005? Mm, I guess we could look it up, right? No, spring. It was spring of... Um, oh, 2006? 2005. Spring of 2005 is when it came. And then like there was the Christmas special in 2005. And then started again in the spring. Okay. Yeah. Well, according to IMDb, episode one titled "Rose" yep. premiered on March seventeenth, two thousand six. That's I, I, that is one hundred percent not right. One hundred percent not right. 
the show definitely premiered in 2005. I know that for a fact without IMDb. Uh, I'm just, I'm okay. That's that I believe you, but I'm, that's what wrong. IMDb says. IMDb's wrong. All right, let's Doctor Who this. <laughs> we, can, we can have a hootastic conversation. Let's finish this. this okay, let, yeah, let, let's finish this one. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about this episode? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's move into the evaluation, right? Let's look at the Delta first, uh, looking at the different different divisions of Starfleet service and how well um, it was represented in this episode. Um, so what are you thinking? What are you thinking at this point? Um, you know, I think there's some pretty good command from Dal here. Like we, we said, I've said it before. Dal is not the perfect captain, but he's not supposed to be. He's not a fully formed Captain Kirk, Captain Picard you know captain janeway he's he's learning here that's the whole point of this show Mm -hmm. is he's growing into a leader and yeah his his idea about all the dream of starfleet is dead yeah that's not true and he shouldn't have that thought but hey let's take our crew and let's help people that's what a starfleet captain does we're down on this planet no we're here and we're helping these people hey and then like these people yeah they're yeah they're not starfleet they're not starflight but they don't have to be starfleet or starflight like he's realizing that maybe they don't have all the details right maybe they're not officially part of starfleet but that doesn't matter right they can still live up to the ideals and the the belief of starfleet and i think dal seeing that i think he's it's helping him grow and and he makes the decision hey let's give these people an opportunity to help us which was a good decision right and so and so i i do think there's leadership it's not like it's not like hey i'm taking charge of the situation i know exactly what to do but it's 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 a learning leadership and so i'm willing to give dal the credit here for that um as far as science, I think there's enough techno babble going. There's a, there, I feel like there was a lot of techno babble in this episode. <laughs> like, like whether it's medical science with, with, um, with zero coming up with an antidote, whether it's, you know, rock talk, like, Oh, it's the dilithium crystals mixing with the, the warp plasma and this thing to create some kind of like, Oh, there's, there's techno babble. And like, we're, we're figuring out what the gallows is and what the problem is and why it's causing issues here. And so I'm willing to give it the science as well. And I think you see Jankum wanting to be the engineer, right? He wants to be the engineer. I want to fix this problem. I'm going to go on there. What about your tools? I got all the tools I need right here, <laughs> right in my head. Right. Um, and so I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm willing to give this a clean sweep. Is it like the most clear-cut example of a clean sweep? No, I don't think so. But that doesn't mean that I don't see these things happening here in this episode. Okay. Okay. Um, so especially with, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, when we get... Um, our, our Endoprisians 
right, to to hop up on the protostar. Um, and knowing that they've been in this mid 23rd century kind of mindset, like this hero worship, right? Like this, really they've, they've turned like the enterprise crew into deities essentially. Um, Dow uses that to his advantage, right? Um, he is, uh, um, understanding the needs and characteristics of the group. He's uh, knowing and using the resources of the team <laughs> as a leader. That's nice. You like that? You like how I work that in? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was being Dow the delegator um, at, at one point, too. So I'm trying to see how long I can keep this, this going. Inside joke upon inside joke with Eric and I. It's fine. Maybe not a joke. It's not a joke. Leadership is not a joke. Um, so I think the leadership is definitely there. Um, science, I'd say, is there, even if it is pretty quick. Um, you know, with the, oh, there's there's warp plasma and it's poisoned. Uh, I can do something with that. I can, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, alternate check off for that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh, R.I.P. Anton. That's right. That's right. Um, so even though it was like just like that with zero, I mean, I, I can give the science piece to that um, with the assist, with the little alley-oop also by, by Rock Talk and, and company. Um, and yeah, there's, there's enough, there's, there's enough stuff there with, with operations. Um, like you said, with techno babble, um, not just techno babble, but, um, the fact that as simple as it is, Eric, I did, I did truly appreciate the fact that like comms aren't working, but we got to figure out how to communicate okay, let's, like this whole episode is doing, let's use what technology we have and make it work for us, right? So we we hit a button on the Galileo, like to a tri-band or whatever band it was so that we can get to zero and company back home. So I did appreciate that. Like that is like the most clear cut thing of operations from an engineering standpoint that I really, really liked, really, really liked it. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, so there's there's that. So let's let's move into this rating thing. Scale of one to ten. One being a dumpster fire. Ten being absolutely amazing. What are you thinking, bud? We loved the mess out of this episode. Like, th like this episode was fun. Like, I'm I was sitting there watching this this morning, and I was just laughing. And, like, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, when I watch Star Trek, I want to have fun. You know, some episodes, yes, some episodes can be serious, right? But, like, I want to have fun as well. And this episode was just a whole heck of a lot of fun. And I feel like, you know, Star Trek is also supposed to teach us a message. Like, there's a lesson to be learned in some of these episodes. And sometimes I feel like, like last week, the message that they were trying to put was, like, too simplistic and right on the head but like 
I really like the way we get a message of like teamwork and and friendship and and like a sense of hope almost like these endoprisians have hope and it's like hope that's kept them alive all this time that like starfleet starflight would would come back and save them if we just if we just hope and we believe and that's a powerful message and then at one point you see like dr boons i think he was like he admits to her yeah we're not starfleet we're not starflight but that doesn't matter like and maybe we don't have anything perfect but we can still try to live even if we're not starfleet we can still live up to the ideals of starfleet and i think that that's just a great message and i think i think that's like a good reflection for dal to see as well that he can try to pass on to the rest of his crew is like yeah we might not be starfleet we might not might not be perfect but who cares it doesn't really matter and and like i really enjoyed that message and i thought this episode was a lot of fun talking with you here tonight yeah i feel like there's some things that you've kind of like nitpicked at and yeah they make sense <laughs> they make sense like yeah we do things pretty quickly like we figured out the antidote pretty quickly. yeah okay but we have some time constraints here like it's a 24 minute show but like i feel like the show is doing a good job of of you know an episode of the week style where here you know we had our episode of the week last week with the board cube and now here we have this planet and we're feels like maybe we're gonna do some planet hopping here in the back half of this season which i, I i'm gonna kind of i feel like i'm gonna enjoy right uh, so at some point we've got to merge with the janeway story I feel like we got enough of that. I think we got like almost the perfect amount of the Janeway story this week. So like, yeah, we know that's still out there. We know that's a hunt. We know that's going to come. And I feel like the show is doing a really good job of balancing these two, like our main crew on the prodigy and them learning and them becoming, you know, better Starfleet officers in a sense yeah. and the Janeway of it, yeah. following them along. And, I I, I, li I like this episode a lot. It's not perfect. Obviously, it's not perfect, right? It it's not time amok. Um, but man, is it? I, I, it's it's a good episode. It's not a moral star part two. I I. I'm struggling with some of these ratings, like, because I don't want to go too high, but, like, I really like this. I really like this episode. Listen to I, your heart, the faith of the heart. I want to give it an 8.75. Woo. I, I like this episode. Okay. So, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something really, really nice and amazing. I have to like top Eric now, cause like, that's what I do, right? Like, well, you're not David. You're not Price is writing me every week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, dude. Tell us how you really feel. It was like, oh, I'm just gonna do one up on Eric. So you did an 8.1. I'll do an 8.2. Eight point seven six. 
Okay, fine. So, yeah, I, I, I have nitpicked this. Um, I have nitpicked this episode. And I, I, I mostly enjoyed it, but I kind of didn't at the same time, too. Um, I, I felt like there was, there was a good story. There was a good message in there. But at the same time, I felt like we were just trying to see, like, we were kind of like doing like a Mike McMahon thing, like trying to see how much Star Trek we can put in Star Trek in this episode. That's just me, dude. That's just me. Don't don't hate on me. Um, you know, we have the Galileo. We have like the uh, the 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 bargain uh, captain's uh, green wrap. We have um, we have this. We have that. Like we have like the the freaking um, you know original Enterprise kind of skin showing up in hollow format. Um, we're not using the 3D printer. Um, yeah, that, that's that's gonna bug me. That's gonna bug me. But um, I it did have a good message. Um, this is I uh, let me just put your mind at ease real quick, Eric. This is not a last week kind of score. I'm not going that that direction at all. Um, but. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like wowed by it. Um, it was it was fun. Like, I'm very curious, like what's going to happen with Murph? Like, if this is like some kind of evolution with him, like, are we going to actually get a Murph that talks or that continues to make mouth noises? Right. Um, I I am enjoying. It seems like there's like pretty consistent growth with Rock and also with um, with Dow, and I'm just waiting to see if we're gonna get any more with Jankum, because like this, like you know, Chase doesn't like it when Jankum speaks in third person. Like I'm just kind of getting over it. Like I want us to just see more growth from him. Um, and I feel like there was a little bit, but I, I don't know, like. Like, do we uh, do we need like you know two or three episodes for him to have like a sliver of like character growth? Like, is that like the trajectory that we're on with him? I don't know. Um, I think there is a good message, like with like the hope, the faith part, like that. If someone says they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I think that's like part of the lo- the the larger message, right? Like, Starfleet left. Uh, what? a uh, uh, hundred, 150 some odd years earlier thereabouts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they actually came back so um, this isn't an eight and three quarters for me um, but I think it is I think it is a pretty decent episode um, and I think I feel pretty Um, Believe it or not, my score has come up in talking about this episode with you, Eric. So good job, bud. Um, I feel comfortable giving this episode just a solid eight. Just a solid eight. Yeah, okay. I just want to say about... Did I break your heart with that? No, no, I just want to say something about like the... This episode pulled a Mike McMahon. 
I thought this was such a much more clever way to get Star Trek into Star Trek than anything Mike McMahon had has ever done with Lower Decks. This was just Mike McMahon. I feel like sometimes he's just trying to shoehorn stuff in there just for the sake of shoehorning it in there. But this felt this felt clever to me. We'll we'll have to wait and see what um what our boy David yeah, what our boy David says. <laughs> oh man! Well, currently as it stands, we're at um an eight point uh just call it an eight point four, mm-hmm. which pretty good, pretty good. What's yeah, um yeah. as it stands right now? Like what's um IMDb saying? What's the MDib saying? MDib. 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 Uh, let's see. I gotta get off the Doctor Who page. <laughs> get, the, get the prodigy back. Um, eight point five with twenty three ratings. Wow. So currently, we're right on the money. Yeah, basically. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I guess that's the show. So shall we get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, gang, thank you all for listening. And Eric, as always, thank you for uh, for having conversation with me. Um, Wait, Chase, are you forgetting something? Am I? I feel the most important part of every show. Hey, <laughs> you guys put her full. Twitter poll. <laughs> I was like, is Chase going to forget about this? <laughs> Were you trying to see if I would remember it? I was. Oh. Okay. All right. So I <laughs> welcome to the Twitter poll. You know me. I ask really important questions on Twitter polls. And um, here's what we got, dude. Um, this important question was, what homage did you enjoy the most from this week's Star Trek Prodigy? Was it a nod to Galaxy Quest? Shatner speech? Galileo or TOS character names? I love Shatner speech. Like, (laughs) but I'm going to go with TOS names as the answer to this question. Okay. But I love the Shatner speech. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. I just can't believe they did that. I can't believe they were practicing Kirk Fu. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's 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 go to the results. So uh coming in in last place with sixteen point seven percent of the vote, my dude. Galaxy Quest, not to Galaxy Quest. All right. Coming in third place. Third place with 22.2% of the vote. TOS character names. All right. And um, that means we have Shatner Speech and Galileo as, uh, as our top two, bud. Top two. Here we go. Our runner-up with 27.8% of the vote. It's 
Shatner speech. Really? Which means that a that 33.3% of the vote went to Galileo. Wow. So Galileo is our winner. That surprises me. I mean, I, the Galileo 7 is a fantastic episode, but that's just one episode, and I don't think it was ever mentioned again. Maybe that's why people appreciated the callback, but I would have thought that something that was like a bigger part of the original series you know yes i know i see your galileo shuttle behind you right there okay but like i said it's just it's one episode that this is the only time we ever see it you know and the other thing it's a fantastic episode don't get me wrong true the the other thing too is that we have um I, i don't know i don't know about you dude but like um you there 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 seem to be like the most random oddball appearances of like a Galileo Seven mock-up. Like uh, there have been like at least four or five times that I've been to NASA in Houston, where I've seen the Galileo on display at hmm. the Houston Space uh, Space Center. Hmm. Now I don't know if they like show that also like if they have like on display also at um, um, like other like like Johnson Space Center or at um, like museums or you know other science and history places or whatever. But perhaps you know because it's in the public eye in that way, okay. maybe that's why it's creating some buzz and some interest. I I don't know. Okay, appreciation. That's fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll be back next time for this, gang. And, yes, uh, we will. All right. Well, again, Eric, thank you for real this time. For real, for real, uh, for the conversation. And um, everyone out there in Listenerland, thank you for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, what was your favorite homage? What did you think of the episode? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, check us out, trtvpod.com. If you like what you're hearing, um, you know, there's a couple ways you can support us. You can support us um, by, of course, you know, downloading and tell your friends about it. Uh, you can follow us on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. And, of course, if you uh, want to help the show financially, you can do that, too, at TRT, um, patreon.com slash these are the voyages. Uh, and you can learn more about that at our website, TRTVPod.com. Uh, however, if you just want to send us a message, um, you can open up handling frequencies and entering coordinates to uh, TRTVPod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice only transmission to 817 752 4757. Remember, there is a three minute limit before we have to, you know, fall into our death in dilithium caves and stuff where pl- things go boom. Dang, dude. Yeah, I just got savaged in all because of a phone Dang. call. Anyways, if you want to mail us something, you know, like. A, a vaccine that you know works the first time you, you can do that just no needle hypospray by the way uh lone star station p.o box 2455 azel texas 76098 everyone thank you so much for tuning in and as always remember to boldly go and make it so